Our scripture from this morning is from the Gospel of Mark in the 16th chapter, 1 through 8. When the Sabbath was over, Mary Magdalene, Mary the mother of James and Salome, brought spices so that they could go and anoint Jesus' body. Very early on that first day of the week, just after sunrise, they came to the tomb. They were saying to each other, who's going to roll the stone away from the entrance for us? When they looked up, they saw that the stone had been rolled away, and it was a very large stone. Going into the tomb, they saw a young man in a white robe seated on the right side, and they were startled. But he said to them, don't be alarmed. You are looking for Jesus of Nazareth, who was crucified. He has been raised. He isn't here. Look, here is the place where they laid him. Go, tell his disciples, especially Peter, that he is going ahead of you in Galilee. You will see him there, just as he told you. Overcome with terror and dread, they fled from the tomb, and they said nothing to anyone because they were afraid. This is the word of God for the people of God. Let us pray. God, I give you thanks in this morning that we celebrate that not even the tomb, not even death can overcome us. I pray that you anoint us, that you pour your Holy Spirit on all of us, and use me as your instrument, and that everything I'm just about to say come from you, and be for the glory, for your glory, and the edification of your church. In your name we pray. Amen. So, uh, when I was growing up, I had a uh, kind of a, uh, a battle with three words, uh, to be continued. And for younger audiences, uh, just ask your parents later on because, you know, there's not, to be continued, there is not a thing anymore. But growing up in the 80s, I was very fond of He-Man and the Masters of the Universe, all right? And there's things, there's a picture over there, the He-Man, there it is, here's He-Man and the Masters of the Universe. And, you know, I was seven, eight years old, and uh, one, it was only Tuesdays and Thursdays that one of my favorite shows aired. And one day, you know, on the adventures of He-Man, was fighting with Skeletor, of course, and something was not going well for He-Man, and then the, the next slide said, uh, to be continued. And, ah, how do you expect a seven and eight, eight year old guy wait for 48 hours to see what happens with He-Man? He's inhumane. So I didn't like to be continued. And, I, and you know, I, of course I was raised in, in Mexico, but you know, He-Man comes from here, so it was uh, in, the, in English, those words. And uh, just the, you know, the continuará. So anyway. And the next one, I was also very fond of uh, the next show, Knight Rider, of course, right? All of my 80s people, yay, Knight Rider, of course, yes. So, of course, I like Michael Knight and Kit, and, you know, I, I, I hope, I wish that I have a car that talked to me, and we're getting there, I guess, but it was just so exciting. And, and I remember one particular one that, you know, you love, you get to love kids, and kid is like the star of the show. And in one particular, uh, you know, kind of cliffhanger that I didn't know, it is that kid is destroyed. So next picture, uh, it is, you know, completely destroyed and supposed, it's supposed to be like even better later on. But I didn't know. Again, you know, an eight, eight, nine-year-old guy is not going to think about what's going to happen to kid. So it's destroyed, and again, the next thing is I see, you know, the next to be continued. And then, you know, in Spanish says, uh, 
el carro increíble continuará después de la liguilla del fútbol mexicano. And I'm like, no! So I'm actually, basically says, you know, the Knight Rider will continue after the playoffs of the football. And I'm like, no! We have football every single Sunday. Can we just keep watching, you know, uh, Knight Rider? But anyway. And the last one is when my mom took me to uh, the movies and uh, took me to watch uh, Marty McFly, uh, you know, uh, 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 Back to the Future. And, uh, and it was a lovely story. And, you know, he changes his life, the life of his family. Like, spoiler alert. <laughs> spoiler alert. And uh, when he comes back, everything is, you know, great and hunky-dory. And then Doc comes back and says, something is happening. We need to go back to the future. And then who says, the next one says, to be continued. No. <laughs> Come on. You know, and again, I was waiting a year or something. It's just too much. I couldn't handle it. I couldn't handle it. So yes, there was those words that they were kind of a dread for me, you know, to be continued, to be continued. But then I think I, I've, I've meditated upon it, and I have kind of read the Bible a little. <laughs> and I think that, uh, I think God likes to be continued stories. And I think even more, I think that God came up with that, that whole thing of to be continued. If you think about it, the whole Bible is a to be continued story. It's a whole, it's, 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 it's a whole to be continued story. Uh, because why do I think about this? And you just go on with me for a, for a while. You know, when things are getting really bad, when things are chaotic, when things are just don't go in the way they're supposed to go, when everything is darkness and, and terror and, and tears and pain and sorrow, God says, to be continued. Just hold in there. Let me give you a couple of examples. Uh, Moses has guided the people of God for 40 years in the desert. He's going here and there. They have gone through many adventures. He's coming to the end of his life. And I can only imagine the people that, oh, my gosh, what's going to happen? You know, who's going to lead us now? What are we going to do? Uh, and, you know, Moses also kind of freaking out. But God takes him, right, if you read Deuteronomy 38, 34, I'm sorry, takes him to a high ground and shows him the promised land. So you cannot enter. You will not enter. But I promise that your people will go in. And not only that, but he prepares Joshua to go forward. And we know the story, right? That the story does not end in the wilderness. It does not end in exile, so to speak, ends with a triumphant entrance to the promised land, and then so on, uh, getting the land and building up from there. Another example is Jeremiah. And that, at this time, the people of God has been conquered by the Babylonian Empire. They are a siege many times, and uh, many people have gone into exile. They take him to Babylon. The temple has been destroyed, and really, really, you know, you cannot think of a more horrible time to live than that, you know, when everything is basically dead. And at this, it is at this time that God talks to Jeremiah and says, go and buy the land of your 
relative, a full praise value. Go and buy it. And Jeremiah goes and buys it. And then the Lord says to him, the Lord of the heavenly forces, the God of Israel proclaims, these, take these documents, this sealed deed of purchase, along with the unsealed ones, and put them into a clay container so that they will last for a long time. The Lord of the heavenly forces, the God of Israel, proclaims houses, fields, and vineyards will again be bought in this land. Israel, the people of God, is not going to be forever in exile. God is telling them to be continued. Houses are going to be rebuilt. The vineyards are going to be born again. You're going to be back into this land. Just hang in there. To be continued. And today, of course, we celebrate the greatest to be continued story of all. Amen? And it is when the disciples are fleeing. There's no, no, nowhere to, no, no place to, to be seen. They, all their hopes, their expectations, their dreams are gone. It seems like the Roman Empire and the Jewish authorities have won. Seems that there's nothing else left. But just go back to normal life, seems like. It was just a good dream, but that was just that, just a dream. And we see in other Gospels that actually they go back to their normal lives. They go back to uh, fishing because Jesus finds them there fishing. He says, what are you doing here? But in that first Sunday Easter, women are coming full of sorrow, full of pain, tears. And to anoint their Lord. But what happened? God had a to be continued story. When they arrived, the stone is moved. There was a man inside with white robes, maybe an angel, and says, What are you looking here for? He's been raised, he's alive. Not only that, but he's going ahead of you to Galilee. Go, go tell them, go tell the disciples. Jesus is alive. And then the scripture, a passage says that they ran out in fear and dread and said nothing to anybody. Aha. Now, if they say nothing, how do we know the story then? They did say something. They did say something. And you know why? Because the to be continued stories are more powerful. The power of Jesus Christ and the resurrection is more powerful than any sorrow, than any pain that we can ever have. And overcomes everything. And now even overcomes death. Now our life, when it comes to an end, we can only say to be continued. Right? Because now... Our life did not end here. It goes on. But also when we find problems in our lives, we can always say to be continued because problems are not going to stop us. We're going to move forward. Illness, whatever life throws at us, we can always be confident Then God will always say to be continued. Just hang in there. 
to be continued. I have been uh, very fortunate that I present a to be continued story. Uh, 10 months ago, when we arrived to this church, uh, I remember I felt that perhaps many of us felt a little bit maybe on the downside, right? On the not so good about ourselves. Maybe a little bit fearful about the future. Maybe a little bit with, you know, uh, mourning what it used to be. And say, man, we were so good. Oh, man. Maybe a little bit of anger. Maybe a little bit of frustration. You know, I remember in our listening sessions when Jay, Elaine, and I came, I could feel like, yes, this is okay, but oh, I don't know. I hope so. I hope so. A little bit of skeptical, perhaps. But God has something for us as Village United Methodists. Amen? God said to be continued. And now look where we are today. It's a celebration to come every single Sunday. I would say I, come, I came out with a big smile every Sunday. And I can see that energy building up. Now you have a support network for parents, for single parents. You have an after-school program running. Of course, Village Cafe is like the backbone of this church. It's still going. And just to prove this last week, the services here from Friday and yesterday, there were people from all over the community, people that we sometimes just see at Village Cafe. They were here on Friday night, and they were here yesterday. Village is now is part of this community, and we can say Christ is alive. Amen? And we can see, we can say for the next year, but God has more for us. In the next year, God has many more plans for us. Many more people to come. And not just for coming, but because they find here that God can transform their lives. So when another, when a one to be continued story starts, or ends, I'm sorry, then the other one begins. So what is going to happen, I ask you, what is going to happen for the next, this following year? For this following year. You and I have a to-be-continued story, too. Uh, it is not a goodbye. It is not a, well, later. It's more a see you around, right? As Village and, and myself. And I've been privileged of having been part, just for a little while, of this wonderful story that it is Village United Methodist, of this wonderful family of faith. And I can see the wonderful things that are coming your way. And I cannot wait to see your to-be-continued story. I have, once again, I have just privileged to be here, and I want to leave you with these words. My brothers and sisters whom I love and miss, stand firm in the Lord. Be glad in the Lord always. Again, I say, be glad. Let your gentleness show in your treatment of all people. Don't be anxious about anything. Rather, bring 
up all of your requests to God in your prayers and petitions, along with give thanks. And then the peace of God that exceeds all understanding will keep your hearts and minds safe in Christ Jesus. I pray for all of you, for this church, this wonderful church, because I know that God is telling us to be continued. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.